One winter day, in the year 1745, a tiny church mouse named Amos packed up his few belongings and put on his coat. Then he said goodbye to his 25 brothers and sisters. His family was very poor, so he was leaving home to look for a job and a new place to live. He hoped he would be able to earn lots of money to give his family. The little mouse tramped through the cold Philadelphia streets all afternoon. Everywhere Amos turned, he found a new problem. He dodged falling icicles, mean cats, and people who chased him with brooms. By nightfall, Amos still hadn't found a job or anywhere to live. His last hope was a rundown old shop near the edge of town. Amos went inside and found a dusty room filled with strange machines. The mouse was glad to be indoors, but it was almost as cold in the shop as it had been outside. The only light in the room came from one small candle. At a desk, the owner was trying to write an article for his newspaper. All of a sudden, the man sneezed. Achoo! His glasses flew off and crashed to the floor. Each lens broke in half and popped out of the frame. My last pair, the man cried. Oh, what will I do? Now I'll never get my paper out. Amos introduced himself and tried to cheer up the man. Oh, but you can't give up, he said. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, Mr. Franklin. My name's Ben, the man said. Plain Ben. Amos told Ben that he would help finish the newspaper. Ben was delighted, especially when Amos said he would fix the broken glasses. Ben had cracked both his outdoor and reading glasses. So all Amos could do was make one pair out of the two. The little mouse had invented a new type of glasses, so Ben could see both far and near. Next, Amos suggested that they build a stove in the middle of the room so they could heat up the shop. The iron machine looked funny with its black pipe leading to the chimney, but it worked well. At last, Amos turned his attention to Ben's newspaper. Oh no, poor Richard's almanac, Amos said, reading the title. Poor indeed. Well, what would you suggest? Ben asked. Amos thought of a snappy new name for the paper. The Pennsylvania Gazette. Then he hurried out to find some stories. Once the mouse returned, Ben and Amos wrote the articles. They printed hundreds of copies of the paper. By the next day, everyone in Philadelphia was reading the Pennsylvania Gazette. Ben became famous overnight. Years passed and Amos and Ben continued to work together. Amos took care of the newspaper, 
which gave Ben time to try lots of different experiments. One day, Ben zapped Amos's tail with a jolt of electricity. Amos was so mad that he said he was going to leave. Amos, can't you take a little joke? Ben asked. He promised never to trick his friend again, so Amos stayed. Soon after, Ben made a kite. Then he offered Amos a ride on it. He didn't mention that he had put a wire on the kite, or that he had tied a metal key to its string, in hopes of attracting lightning. Amos enjoyed the ride until it began to storm. Suddenly, a blast of lightning struck the kite. Zap! The kite and Amos fell to the ground. Ben ran toward the kite, which was tattered and burned from the lightning bolt. Amos, speak to me! Ben cried. Amos opened his eyes and saw that Ben looked upset. Amos was mad, but he thought he could forgive Ben. After all, he believed it had just been an accident. Was it electricity? Ben asked. Was it electricity? Amos repeated, furious. He realized that Ben didn't care about him. He had only wanted to know if the lightning shock felt the same as an electricity jolt. That was the last straw for Amos. In spite of Ben's pleading, he left. Amos had been missing his family, and he went back to help take care of them. The years that followed were filled with trouble for America's thirteen colonies. King George III, the ruler of England and the colonies, made the American people pay more and more taxes. But at the same time, he would not let anyone from the colonies be part of the government. A lot of people in America were upset. They thought this was unfair. They wanted the king to listen to them too. No taxation without representation. Amos sometimes called out along with the angry citizens. Amos read in the newspaper that Ben had been chosen to travel to England to get King George III to listen to the colonists. Everyone hoped that things would improve, but when Ben returned, he had bad news. King George would not listen to him, and nothing had changed. What will we do? Everyone asked. But Ben did not know what to say. Amos couldn't help feeling sorry for Ben. One night in the summer of 1776, Amos woke up. Someone was calling his name. Who could it be at this hour? He wondered. Sleepily, Amos peered out of the hole in the wall and saw Ben Franklin kneeling in the hallway. The mouse was happy to see him, but he didn't want Ben to know that 
just yet. Amos, come back to me, would you please? Ben asked. Out of the question, Amos said. Please, Amos, consider your country, Ben begged. There are big decisions to be made. I need you, Amos. The mouse wanted to help, but he was still unsure. Finally, Amos said he would help if Ben agreed to sign a contract. Ben said he would. And so, Amos spent the night writing. The next day, soon after Amos arrived at Ben's house, there was a knock at the door. It was Thomas Jefferson, a friend of Ben's and a fellow leader of the colonies. Jefferson was terribly upset. He had been writing about why the American colonies should have independence from England, but he was having trouble with the beginning. It's no use. I'm stuck, Jefferson said. Psst, Ben, Amos said. How about our contract? The mouse thought it might help Mr. Jefferson. No, Amos, Ben said. Not now. Yes, now, Amos demanded, or I'm leaving. Ben pulled out a magnifying glass and began to read the contract out loud. When Jefferson heard Ben reading the contract, he perked up. Ben, that's it, Jefferson cried. He added what Amos had written to what he was writing. The Declaration of Independence On July 4, 1776, the Declaration of Independence was adopted by the American Congress. Of course, Amos could never get credit for it, but he was proud of the part he'd written. Ben agreed to Amos's contract, and he stuck to his word to never play tricks on him again. As the years passed, Amos continued taking care of his family, and he was quite happy to be back helping Ben, too. The end. <laughs>